And yet again, it's Better Buddies. And welcome back to Better Buddies. I'm your host, RJ. With us this week, we've got James. Hello. And no. You number. Eh, it looks like a no. Oh, that's it what... It has the underline. That means nothing. Yeah, got the little O, too. James, why are you yeah. helping him? Uh, well, I, I mean, it is... a believer of the truth. It well, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're wishy-washy? No, I'm just just saying, like the truth. It looks like the symbol for number, which is N, usually with a smaller O, and then oftentimes, sometimes a line underneath mm. the O. But it could also be read as no. So I also agree. You know what I hate more than being contradicted, James? What? Yes, man. Being agreed with? Hey, if you want the real witch, I just gave it to you, so (laughs) there you go. It's both. You can both be happy. There's no such thing. I was going to say, one of you's only happy when the other one is in. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) Oh, well. Our better buddies icebreaker this week. If you had to choose between a full set of hair and being six foot five inches, which would you prefer? The hair. I mean, they're both superficial traits, but I feel like like I would probably choose the full head of hair. I don't think like some people can rock like the bald and like shaved head look. I don't think I'm one of those people. But could you if you were six foot five? That's a fair point. Because then you'd be a yeah, giant would, of a man. Yeah, because would you rather be like 5'3 and have a full head of hair or 6'5 and bald? I mean, do you want to be Vin uh, Diesel or like, I don't know, Chris Traeger? Who? Uh, what's his name? Um, Parson Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe, yeah. Yeah. How tall is Vin Diesel? Vin Diesel's like six foot. For some reason, I thought he was short. Yeah, Vin Diesel's not actually that tall. He's a pretty average height. He's guy. five foot. According to this, he's five foot, 11 and a half. Someone's padding their height. Um, I am just almost as tall as Vin Diesel. So the, it seems the, like he's it, it seems like he's five foot 11. The Rock is supposed to be five or like uh, six, five. I don't think he is, but he's supposed to be. So it's kind of like that, I guess. Well, these pictures with. Vin Diesel standing next to the rock, unless he's wearing lifts or something. Could be. He doesn't look. I think it's just the camera angle. Yeah, I think it's the camera angle. Is this the first conspiracy we actually bust? Is that a the rock is actually only five, like ten? <laughs> I think he's probably close. I think he's probably six three. Like usually, those heights supposedly are inflated by about like two inches, and. There are some heights with women where they are actually decreased by about two inches, usually. Whatever. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Supposedly. Isn't Tom Cruise only like 5'8 or something? He's like 5'6". 
seven he, or something. He's listed as five seven, but he's probably closer to like five five. I know he's pr- he's he's known to be like on the shorter side for Hollywood. I will always take comfort in the fact that I'm taller than Tom Cruise and Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> How tall is uh, RDJ? He's like five six or something like that. But it was a uh-huh. bit of a problem in the Marvel movies whenever he and Gwyneth Paltrow were on scene together. Was uh, Downey was on lifts? Yeah, I knew he was on lifts, and they had to do camera angle stuff for some of those shots. Which is why, in the Avengers movie, when they they first turn on the tower and Agent Coulson shows up at the tower, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow is not wearing any shoes at all, while Robert Downey Jr. is very clearly wearing like shoes with lifts, is to help even out the height, but still be able to do like the large camera angles. Aren't movies cool? Nice. They're magic, but no, but they'll they'll do that even for like even if a um a male co-star and a female co-star like are roughly the same height, like especially if she's wearing heels, they'll they'll still put the male the guy usually on like what they call like an apple crate, which yeah. is just basically a box, and it's just a literal it, apple crate. Yeah, I mean it's just it's just for beauty standards, like it's just to to adhere to a certain look um humphrey bogart actually wore like lifts that were basically like um just like wooden blocks uh on his shoes because ingrid bergman was like five nine and that's without the heels yeah interesting oh yes i'd take the full fact i would question Mm. i think i'd still go full head of hair I don't know that I care that much about my height. I think I would probably take like a full head of hair as well. I think really, I think so. After all the yeah. shit you've talked in the past about like wanting to be tall and comparing height with people. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that was a that was a pointed pause. <laughs> no, I I I was just um. Hold on, I was oh, just there. Goes his phone. Phone. <laughs> um, Same with the bell. No, I was, I was just, I'm just thinking like, I don't know. I feel like with like a fuller head of hair, um, like I'd like to think I have a decent head of hair and I'm not six, five. I'm pretty happy with where I'm at. You know what I mean? Like I'd rather kind of have that, I suppose. Um, and I feel like being six, five would be like, I guess fun for like a while, but that's the kind of height where it like really yeah, that start causes problems of its own. It does. And it's not even like, oh, joints or oh, like clothes. Like for me, it's just like, I think I underestimate how nice it is to be able to like blend in somewhere because I'm that. That's true. I'm like nearly a perfect like middleman height where it's like I can just like move through a crowd pretty, pretty easily. Um, whereas like if I was like six five, it would be pretty hard to go anywhere like unnoticed. Um which, to be fair, though, you wouldn't have to like necessarily move through crowds as much to see things. So you might find that you don't have to get like as far into a crowd. It's true. I'm even thinking of just like walking on the street, like at like a crowded. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, or even I don't know. Like, it would definitely get probably kind of annoying because um, that's like what people. I mean that that would be like the first thing that people comment on, and then like, yeah, and all that. Off, I don't know. Um, yeah, I would take I would take the full head of hair. It's I think you can do like more Mullets with for it. Life. Mullets. Oh my god! 
Oh, goodness. Business up front, party all the time. Oh, I yeah. Oh, you know it. <laughs> Our next segment, Better Buddies Recommend, where we recommend a piece of media to enjoy. I'm going to start just to get mine out of the way and undercut Calvin, probably, possibly, maybe. How dare you. I'm recommending Thor Love and Thunder. Oh, I didn't care about that, so you go ahead. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I'm in the theater this past weekend. Not going to spoil it. I thought it was... It introduced some enjoyable concepts and things that can help the MCU going forward. Uh, the one quibble I have is it's very, very much in the style of Ragnarok. So if you liked, if you really, really liked Ragnarok, you should like this. But it makes mm -hmm. me want to watch more Taika Waititi directed things to see if this is just his overall style or just how he deals with Thor. Because it was starting to get a little much. How was Christian Bale? Very good. I thought yeah. he was fantastic. Yeah, I, I've seen like a bunch of clips of him at like uh, press interviews and stuff like that. Um, I think he was probably no. one of the best parts of the whole movie. Yeah. So, so like, um, okay. So it was it was funny. It was like relatively fun, but you felt like potentially it was like just a little much in some areas um i would i would make a similar comparison to how we've had discussions in the past about like ryan reynolds and the rock and how they're kind of uh. just doing the repetitive thing over and over and over again mm. and with this it kind of it's why i want to watch more taika watiti stuff because i'm a little worried that this is all he does mm. with like admittedly i don't know what else of his i've seen but with Ragnarok and Love and Thunder and what I've heard of Jojo Rabbit uh, it, it's and like I think he's directing this Our Flag Means Death which is a pirate romance comedy thing yes. yeah. and what we do in the shadows and it's all there's lots of good concepts but it, it feels like the comedic aspect is very very similar I, I yeah. will say like I think Taika Waititi, at least from the films I've seen of his, I will say I, I do like his style for the most part. I find it to be very like colorful and cartoonish in like a good way. Um, but I will also say he struggles with tone. I wouldn't even say in a moment to moment sense, but over the course of the film, um, the films I've seen of his, like quite a few of them that attempt to do a dramatic like a dramatic sort of tone. Um, it doesn't always pan out well because it feels very out of place in this movie that feels like more geared towards like a comedy. I felt like that mm -hmm. very much Jojo Rabbit. Like, and I, I didn't mind Jojo Rabbit. I, I liked it, but I did feel like there were certain dramatic moments that came out of like nowhere. And I, I get like, I think what he's trying to do is like, oh, it's like comedy, but it can also, you know, make you think because life isn't always about like comedy or whatever um but i think he could do it like a little bit a little bit better um yeah i would yeah oh sorry go ahead no you go you go uh i yeah i was just gonna say that i kind of agree with that with the tone thing and i'm looking at his wikipedia page and the only things that I, of his that i've seen for films would be what we do in the shadows and then the two thors ragnarok and love and thunder 
And I would say I I really enjoyed what we do in the shadows. Um, and I enjoyed Ragnarok. Uh, but personally, I think Ragnarok was better than Love and Thunder. I don't think Love and Thunder was a bad film. I thought, like RJ said, if you liked the really funny bits and comp comedic aspect and let more lighthearted aspect of Ragnarok, then you're going to that's that's what Love and Thunder is. And looking at his Wikipedia, I think I would attribute that to the fact that he directed but did not write Ragnarok, where he's he has a writing credit in Love and Thunder. So I think that might be part of it, is that he had actually more of a hand in Love and Thunder, and I would say you definitely see it come out a lot more. Which, in that case, then goes kind of... I'm starting to be against the idea of writer-director combo. Like... I think I think it depends on the writer or director. And even then, it's like a case-by-case basis, so... I mean, yeah, and I think it's... I might amend it to the writer-director who's given free reign. Um, mm-hmm. Examples that come to my mind of other... Other examples are, like, George Lucas, first Star Wars trilogy, real good, immediate, like, out of the gate. Prequel trilogy... He was given free reign to do whatever he wanted with the writing, and it suffered for a, because of it. Yeah, I would say he had more free reign though in the original trilogy because he wasn't beholden to as many things as he was in the uh, prequels, though. Oh, that's a good mm. point, but I don't. I'd have to disagree because he wasn't really George Lucas when he was doing the original trilogy. That's fair. He didn't have that. Also, he didn't also have that massive universe and fan base to build on. That's fair. Uh, another example, uh, the director of Wonder Woman, uh, Patty Jenkins, right? Um, yep. She wrote the sequel, and again, was an instance of she had input on the first one, but was more director than just writer, and the sequel <clears> to <throat> Wonder Woman was, here you go, write and direct the movie, basically no outside input, and it had some weird, uncomfortable body possession uh, violation stuff going on. What? I mean, I think like, like for instance, you know, think of like James Gunn. Like, I would not say that the second Guardians of the Galaxy is a bad movie, but I also wouldn't say that it's as good as the first. That's my perspective, and this sounds like kind of a repeat. Like, it sounds like with Taika Waititi, they're kind of getting like a James Gunn esque mm-hmm. character which to do this which i think is good because like i i like personally i do like uh, i liked ragnarok it's like it's got some of my favorite moments from like at least that stage of marvel in it um like i love for instance i love valkyrie's introduction that's like one of my favorite yeah. scenes <laughs> marvel in general um and i think it sounds like it sounds like it's closer maybe sometimes in spirit or tone to the comics potentially because it's like a little more absurd and sometimes like off the wall but i also get it too where it's like marvel's i think struggled for a while with like the balance between their directors and like their actual studio like how you get someone how do you get someone to like be them and be the director that people are going to want to come and see but also kind of fit like a regular tone that can be really tough to rein in um yeah so I don't know. Maybe like it had a great opening. Opened at like 143 million yeah. its first weekend. And again, like, I enjoyed the movie, but mm-hmm. I I would definitely say it's one of the weaker of the recent Marvel movies. What's up next? 
cinematically for them. God, um, Black Panther, I want to say. Um, interesting. That kind of leads to what I saw. I think I saw this online. I don't think you told me this, RJ. Uh, I'm fairly certain I saw this online. But someone was talking about how this film really showcased that Marvel needs to figure out what their next target is to build to. Because this question here that, like, none of us, even RJ, like, the massive Marvel fan, like, you have to look up, like, what's coming up here. Like, you don't off the Uh, top of your head know, oh, hey, it's Avengers. Oh, hey, they're building towards this. These are the next films. So I think they've lost some of that momentum after Endgame, and I think they do really need to find their target again. Phase four, uh, moving forward, is Black Panther, followed by the Marvels, which is Captain Marvel 2. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Blade, Quant- Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, and Fantastic Four. Yeah, the reason so like- I was hesitant about Black Panther was because they've started leaking some images from it, but I wasn't sure if that was before or after the Marvels, considering Miss Marvel just wrapped her show. Okay. St- still, though, I-, I do think they need to figure out what their target is. Yes. Because, like, I-, I don't... From, like, as someone who doesn't know the comics and doesn't know these things that they could be building to, I have no idea where they could be going with all this stuff because of the films that I've seen now, it's like I I don't really see a thread besides, hey, the multiverse is now a thing. Yeah, I was just having that same thought of one of the things that did make earlier successful was the end credit scenes were not just hey, here's a tease of a new hero or the next thing. It was, here's a tease of the thread moving through. Yeah. Which yeah. started with, like, in Hulk, there's the teaser. Like, Iron Man started with the Avengers Initiative theory, like, the world outside. And then the Hulk movie had a teaser where Tony Stark goes up to General Ross and says, I, I'm i here to deal with your problem. Have you heard of the Avengers Initiative? And then... The Captain America, they unfreeze him. And so, like, all the different, like, movies have a through line of we're building to Avengers. And at the end of Avengers, the post thing was, here's Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet. Mm-hmm. Which then put that out there as, it's coming. Um, And right now, they have a little bit of a thread with not only the multiverse, but for anybody who's watched Loki all the way through, Kang is coming. Kang is out there. It's happening. The problem is but, that was solely in Loki and solely mm-hmm. Loki established that the multiverse is now a thing. It wasn't before because the TVA was pruning off excess deviation to prevent a multiverse from existing and now it exists. But Kang isn't sh- as far as we know, Kang is not showing up again until Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Yeah, I yeah. just I just don't I th- I could see maybe what they're trying to do is they're trying to play the field right now and see like what people are gravitating towards um and they may very well have like an idea but I'll I'll also say I, th- I think I said I've said this before like I, I do not think they recapture the same like momentum um that they did with the decade building up to like Infinity War and Endgame I I think part of their momentum was the fact that people realized what was going on like kind of early on and they were like part of the excitement around it was like it was the movies but it was also this spectacle of like this long running 
superhero like chronology basically just being like successfully get, like brought into being and that was part of like the whole i think the fever pitch with like infinity war and endgame where it's like wow they actually did it this is like the crown jewel and i, I don't see them like that's like lightning in a bottle and to be fair it's like one of the most lucrative examples and one of the most long running examples of lightning in a bottle, like maybe ever for movies. Mm -hmm. I don't think, I don't think it strikes twice. I've been wrong. I mean, it's possible to be wrong. Top gun Maverick was good. <laughs> uh, <Blood Burn 24 laughs> good. The Empire strikes back was good. Sequels can still be good, but it is, it is incredibly rare. Um, but if anyone could do it, they could, but we'll just have to see, I guess. Well, I think it's yeah. worth noting, too, that it took a decade or more, uh, close to 12 years, to really hit the peak initially. And we're, that was still, what, three, four years ago? Yeah, like, what, 2018, yeah. I think? Like, 2018, 2019 was, like, yeah, like Infinity yeah. War and Endgame. Yeah, Infinity War was 18, so Endgame would be 19. Yeah. Which means we're only two and a half three years out they still got seven years they do and <laughs> and well but think too like if we're if we're dating you know the original like the beginning of the marvel um kind of reign or their their run is a better way to say it. the marvel run if it's from the the beginning if if it starts at iron man that's 2008 so what did they have in 2010 almost 2011 i mean uh, 2012 was avengers yeah so really i think and I, i've said this before so i think we can move on after this i think the real key thing we need to look for is what happens with fantastic four yes if fantastic four agree. flops that premise is cursed as films go yeah really <laughs> <laughs> that that's the key thing if Fantastic Four succeeds, I think that will be functionally their Avengers. I I think you're right. I think they could get a second wind, and plus, people would literally they they crawl over themselves at the movie theaters to see like Fantastic Four in the multiverse. I would bet like people would love to see that, especially. But the thing is, like, you're gonna have to make make these characters like well developed engaging exciting it's cool because there are less of them the avenger than the avengers which means more time for development but it's also riskier because there are less of them but so there's less they do it right of they an can introduce dr doom which gives them another main villain to play with who can like that's be menacing and like doctor go doom after everyone really that would be like a really fun like like doctor them chasing like doctor doom through the multiverse like could actually be really fun um but it does it does definitely rest on like because I, I do feel like a lot of these like prequels like um i'm sure they're like thor love and thunder um or the third like guardians guardians of the galaxy i don't maybe i'm wrong but it feels like they're trying to not retire some of these characters but they're kind of moving them into a secondary it is worth noting that Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is the end of the Guardians of the Galaxy with James Gunn and Dave Bautista. Is it really? Yep. Oh, okay. Okay. So it is sort of a shelving in a way. Maybe not entirely, but it is. But it's okay. highly likely that that's just going to be, that's a wrap on Guardians. 
Yeah. So I would love to, I'd honestly, um, I like, I've read a few fantastic four comics. Like I would love to see like if they actually give their best shot and then to have this universe already set up where like a group of characters can kind of run through it and, and have kind of a good, a good time. And they're not like the sprawling cast. So it's not so kind of like, um, it's a little more nimble. Um, that could be really cool, but it would definitely depend on like how they do it. Yeah. They should just get Chris Johnny Storm again. <laughs> <laughs> well, and if they do Doom right, he's a threat to everybody, both because A, he's just that evil and threatening, but B, Doom does magic stuff, so you can do a post credit scene where the Sanctum Sanctorum gets robbed, and it was Doom, and he does science, so he can... You can go to the end of Captain Marvel or something, and or end of a Black Panther movie, and he's stolen some Wakanda tech for whatever machine yeah. he's building. Does he like what? What are his like? I thought I can't remember because I know that he's one of the ones. He's up there when they get hit like with radiation, isn't he? No, no, he's not. No, that was only for uh, the movies and the Ultimates comic series. So, like, what is his, like... Doom's origin story is- originally was he and Reed Richards were roommates at college. Both super okay. smart, got in on... Because they were super smart, all that stuff. Um, But Doom's mother was dead, and he knew a little something of sorcery. And he tried to construct a machine that would allow him to contact his mother. And... Reed Richards had looked over his notes and been like, hey, yo, man, this isn't going to work. Don't do that. It's going to blow up in your face. And Doom said, you fool. I am Doom. Doom is perfect. Doom makes no mistakes. And he used it anyway, and it blew up in his face. The result of the accident differs a little bit version to version. In some cases, he's horrifically scarred, hence the metal mask. The ones I think are actually more fun is there are instances where Doom actually walked away pretty fine, but he got, like, one small, thin scar. And he is so egotistical and narcissistic that he thinks his face is impeccable. Like, he thinks his visage is so horrendously ruined by this one tiny scar that he goes full diva. I love that. I think that's awesome. I know, right? <laughs> that's so good. Like, a villain like that would be so fun to watch because, in a way, it'd be almost like, uh, like, it wouldn't be, like, a parody of Thanos because I think Doom is, like, pretty fun to take, like, dramatically seriously. But he's just such a fun, in that sense, he sounds like such a fun distillation of, like, the supreme egotism or narcissism that's that's usually... That's the other thing, too, that makes him so fun is he's the supreme egotism, narcissism, and he genuinely thinks he's right. It's not that he is, like, he he would, for, there's one instance in the comics where, like, Black, he steals all the Wakanda vibranium. Just straight up steals all of it. And Black Panther is like, wait, there's no way, he can be at the vault all he wants, but it's guarded. All sorts of the best technology and mysticism on the planet. And somebody else is like, but Black Panther, it's doom, he's magic and science. And Black Panther says, ah, but that's the catch. One of the vaults, you have to be, uh, you have to be pure of will and intent to get through. And Doom is not pure. And they show up, and it's all gone because Doom genuinely thought by his actions, everything he was doing was about to save the planet. So he's like, it's like it trips into this bizarre like hyper authenticity. Yeah, <laughs> where he's and even though he's like he's a complete dictator over his country, 
And it's the it's always the weird catch twenty two of like he's a dick, cruel dictator who is subjugating these people, but no one goes to bed hungry. No one lacks for education or health care, but they have to they have to be utterly loyal to Doom. But all of his people are taken care of. What is his country? What's it called? Latveria, fictional middle. It's fictional Eastern European. That's awesome. That's I would I would honestly love to see them take a crack at this. Like that would be kind of fun. But yeah, Thor: Love and Thunder. <laughs> we can talk more about Doom later. Well, who wants to go next? Yes. I can go. Yeah. Uh, mine will probably be a lot faster. Uh, <laughs> I've been watching um, Star Trek Lower Decks. It's the a more like adult comedy and animated uh, show. Um, you can only watch it on uh, Paramount Plus. Uh, I don't pay for that. I have the free version, so it just comes with ads, which isn't too bad, honestly, because they are they're pretty good about inserting the ads directly where like the commercial breaks would be in a show so um it's pretty manageable but uh i would recommend star trek lower decks i've been enjoying it i've never been like a huge star trek fan um i've enjoyed like some of star trek and i think it's really neat and fun um but i'm as much as i love science fiction i'm honestly more of a fantasy person so i prefer the space opera because that's basically just space fantasy um hence my love of star wars over like pure hard science fiction um <laughs> but so i um i don't know a ton about trek and i think knowing about trek would either both increase and decrease the my appreciation of the show because i might if i actually had a deep love of trek i might be like oh my god this is horrible um but i would also probably get more of the references they're making but as just a fan of like sci-fi jokey stuff i think it's pretty solid like it's nothing like amazing but it's 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 good i've been laughing at it i think it's pretty uh funny and enjoyable um one of the best jokes is from like the first episode where they're dealing with like a space zombie outbreak thing on the ship and this one guy gets uh turned into a zombie and he's like the start of it and he like um the, when you first see the outbreak start he like jumps on a guy and like bites into his neck and like starts like rips his throat out or something like that with his teeth like very like stereotypical like zombie like move um yeah and they are they managed to reverse the zombie like plague oh, thing no. and he like and he like wakes up and he's just like oh did i eat flesh and the person tending to him's like only a little bit oh just a little bit and he's like how much did i eat <laughs> <laughs> and i don't know why i thought the joke was amazing <laughs> does, does the show get l slightly less cringy because i tr i remember trying to watch the first episode and i got a good way into it, but I I, I just turned it off because like I can't handle this. What like what do you mean by? I think cringy? it was the main character, like the main character was just a little. I don't know what it, I don't remember exactly at the time what it was, but for me it was just like you don't tone this guy back by like a half percent. Oh, the fact that he's like 
the like um I assume you're talking about Boimler. Yeah. Uh, he's like the guy that's all like about regulations and stuff. And like, he wants to be promoted and all that stuff. Yeah. Cause I've seen the ads and I like the characters and I've seen like little clips and I've liked the other characters doing their thing. I think one, one clip I've seen that's just like float around social media is there's like this thing that is, this alien thing that is multiplying and pushing them up towards the yep. ceiling. And so they're taking a scale model of the spaceship and popping, like, it's like when, in sci-fi when they're like, oh, we'll do this tech maneuver and jettison this to do this, but they're doing it on a scale model with tweezers to make yeah. a tiny explosion. Yeah, they, they eject the warp core, yeah. um, which is like a thing they always do in the films, is like they eject the warp core and that somehow saves them always. They, they do that in the 2009 uh, one. Uh, <laughs> that's how they escaped the black hole at the end. Uh <laughs> they eject the warp core yeah. i think or just like few cells or something but anyways like, i liked that um, clip and was like oh i like this and then i went and watched the first episode i was just like i can't i don't know i didn't find it. i i cannot stand cringe so i don't i would argue cringe isn't the right word um because i i get what your criticisms are of the guy he i um of being like more annoying i guess i would distribute it but either way your criticisms are somewhat valid um i didn't personally have as big of a problem um i would agree that it's kind of an overdone tired trope of the whole guy that's like trying to be the goody two shoes trying to always get promoted and do this stuff and then just like external things keep knocking him down um and that is some of the criticisms i read have been about those two main characters him and this other friend who can she can just be kind of cruel to him and it's always played off as a joke um that those two receive the biggest criticisms i would argue that there is some development um but i'm also like i said not going into this for like that stuff i i just like the animation style i like a lot of the jokes um, I think it's just a fun uh, show. The two characters you're talking about, though, that were doing the um, little thing in the model, that is a lot of the people. They Those two are their favorite characters, and, like, they do... They continue to be main characters throughout the series. And, uh, what? Uh, Hello? Yeah, them and the... Uh, oh, there's okay. a, I also like the... Because the blue-skinned one, her, she's like a medic, right? And her yes. head doctor is a, like, cat. Like, an alley yes. cat. Which, yeah, it's like a cat. Like, cat person kind of deal, but looks just like a cat. Uh, anthropomorphic cat. Which I believe is a reference. See, that's one of the other things, is that I, I, I don't know the deep Trek lore. I believe that character is a reference to something else. Um... There, there was one holodeck scene that I did catch a reference to of the end of, uh, was it, or to the end of Wrath of Khan. Um, and there, cause there was one episode where they make a, f- there's like the entire thing is a, is on the holodeck and it's made to be like a spoof, um, movie, like Star Trek movie. Mm-hmm. And the entire thing just makes fun of every Star Trek film. Nice. Um, and I and like and I read there's like this guy on um, Tor Publishing they have their website Tor.com uh, I think it's Tor.com or it's like TorPublishing.com uh, they I, I read a lot of their articles on there because I really like their writers and one of the guy is on there is a 
insane Trek fan. I believe he's written books in the Trek universe that have like official like stuff. Um, uh, And he's he did a episode by episode review of like Voyager uh, Next Generation. And he's currently working on the Star Star Trek Enterprise Mm -hmm. series. And he also did it for this one. And on that episode, he, like, laid out all of this stuff of, like, how it was, like, um, references to, like, all these different films. And he really enjoyed that aspect. But he also would agree with you, RJ, on some of his criticisms of the main characters. Overall, though, I would recommend it. I think it was funny. It had some really good jokes and humor. I'll give it another try. Has there been any episodes so far you found that you uh, really enjoy? Or didn't? Uh liked the premise of um i like that one that was that i was just talking about that makes fun of all the star trek films i didn't get all of the i knew they were making jokes i didn't necessarily get all of the jokes but even if you don't get them uh it's still pretty funny because it kind of just spoofs big uh, sci-fi films as a whole anyways um and there's a there's a running gag. There's a point there where it's like this. Uh, the reason this is happening is like someone's trying to run away from their issues or whatever. And because she was sp- she starts at by going to therapy, and uh, she's like, "This is dumb. Therapy's stupid." And then she like tries to like kill her mom in the holodeck, <laughs> and uh, and and then like she goes through this whole thing, and then it, it, the final resolution is just, "Holy crap, therapy works." Wow, <laughs> that's good. <clears throat> that's really good. Nice. Also, the also the line of uh, like therapy. We haven't had mental health issues. All right, it's it, this is the '80s. We don't have mental health issues because uh, it's like the '2380s or something like that. Or I don't remember the exact yeah. joke, but it's like it's kind of a funny joke because also. They're playing off the fact that Next Gen started in the 80s, which was about the time therapy started, that people started to try and break the stigma on uh, therapy in, in the United States. Hence the reason a therapist sits next to the captain on the bridge in Next Generation. Nice. Um, but yeah, I I, I, I would highly recommend uh, Star Trek Lower Decks, Decks as just a fun little comedy show. Neat. Thank you. What you got, James? Well, um, I don't think I've recommended this. Uh, have I recommended Top Gun Maverick? I don't no, think I did. No, you haven't. I did. I don't. Yeah, I was going to say, I think. Sorry, oh, you did. But... Yeah, it, oh, you dang it. You can still it. recommend Top Gun Maverick. Go no. for it. Yeah, sorry, can. RJ. <laughs> Do it. Sorry, recommend. Um, Do it, James. Let me. Let me think. I have other stuff. Maverick. Okay. I want to talk about Maverick oh. again. You want to talk about yeah, Maverick? I, I, I still, haven't, I still haven't seen it. I haven't, haven't seen it. Oh. Oh. I'll, I'll watch it. I'll watch it on the plane. No, that's fair. Um. Okay. Let me think. Let me just around my room. Hold on. I've been reading a bunch of stuff. Um, you reading? That's nuts. If it's right. not the Crazy. if it's not the Fellowship of the Ring, it doesn't count. <laughs> Dang! I'm rereading those that. are those are stringent criteria. I should reread that. Um, I will recommend Top Gun Maverick. No, if it's already been recommended, 
We do that I all the time. Do we really? Yes. Um, we repeat recommendations. <laughs> we recommend things other people have already recommended. We recommend Never. shit that you really can't just like go read or watch. What? Who would do what? that? Um, I straight up recommended oh. sushi once. So like, there <laughs> yeah, are but no people rules. can go and eat that. <laughs> um. Oh shoot. What? What, James? I I'm like I'm drawing a blank here. This is like mm. a first. Uh, um, Maybe. I don't know here's, about here's a first. Here's an idea. Not a first. Recommend Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> <laughs> no, now it's too late. That's now you can't take the cop out. Top Gun Maverick. I can't. I got a I got a freaking pony up here. I'm causing a lot of trouble. This podcast um, sponsored by uh, what's his name? Who's the fucking it. actor? <laughs> <laughs> the guy that you just said earlier yes, that I you're know, so happy you're me. taller than that guy <laughs> it's not Matt Damon Tom, Tom no Cruise. it's definitely Matt no don't why'd you tell him <laughs> I sorry I didn't realize what we were doing Matt Damon was in Thor Love um, and Thunder oh oh I guess I do have one um, okay I kind of have one actually I can't give like a full recommendation for this, but I will. I will attempt to give one. Just pick um, something. Okay, so I've been listening to um, a bunch of different music recently, and I started listening to the band. Oh, it's embarrassing. Okay. I, I've started listening to uh, uh, Five Seconds of Summer. Oh, two oh people... my god, how was that embarrassing? Are you serious? Is no, it, like, I mean, the timing of that. RJ and I were literally talking about them before we went to see Thor, the Love and Thunder. Yeah, like two weeks ago, I listened to the, their column album. I I actually, well, I've been listening to them. I So I've been listening to them all the way through. There are two people at my work who have been talking about them. And I was like, well, I need something to listen to. Like, uh, I'll give them a shot. Um, so I've listened to two and a half of their albums so far. Their, their first two and then half, well, not really half, about a quarter of their album, Young Blood. Yes. Um, <laughs> which that might be one of the most like dramatic turns in style for a band that I have like heard in a long time. I don't really like they went from sort of like mid 20 teens, like pop punk pastiche to like like 80s revival, like like synth essentially like they basically yeah. went from like blink 182 to like tame impala kind of and it's like a very interesting switch um but they're very fun to listen to uh i'm a huge fan honestly of the pop punk style um even though that that is like they are significantly removed uh from it um it, i find it very endearing and i, I even though it's kind of like bubblegum rock and, and sort of corny um i really enjoyed so, it and even though i i wish i was further through young blood so i could give a, a more accurate sort of like uh uh review basically a recommendation but i would say check them out um they're they're a little more surprising i think than people might give them credit for the music can be pretty fun um their second album actually has like some songs where i was actually like actually made me kind of like melancholic which i was like not expecting and so far young blood is like really fun to listen to like really really fun um I'm gonna, I'm but gonna hopefully cut yeah. in here real quick to do something that yeah. all podcasts should definitely do which is pitch show concepts and ideas in the middle of the show should yes. we do a week where we like all just pick an album 
before we record and like listen to the album and then we all just recommend that album and, like discuss it sure i would totally do that i i'm not as good at talking about music i don't think as i am about movies but i do like talking about it so i, I would totally do that yeah right. absolutely i can make up stuff about music i'm good with that <laughs> it's about how i do it, talk about everything else so it'll work. i mean that's all talking is so <laughs> nailed it yeah no i'm i'm totally i'm totally in we we gotta we gotta call it uh is it gonna have the better buddy's name on it or is it gonna no, be it's, different it's, it could be, be like a, it's better a buddies recommend, but it's a special week where instead of us recommending different things we all just recommend the one thing it's like our dune I episode <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna make yeah. I'm gonna make you guys listen to some awesome obscure post rock. Oh, I'm gonna make you guys listen to like '60s like uh, British invasion stuff. That'll be fun. All right, so I, guess I no longer want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> when you do what I want to do, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was thinking this was gonna be like, oh, we'll do this once for fun, and maybe we revisit it in like two years. But no, I guess we're just gonna do this three, like have a month of it. Oh, I thought all three of us were going to recommend an album and we were going to talk about all three albums in the one episode. I didn't realize you're just saying we were going to spend the entire episode on one album. That might be a stretch for us. Well, again, it wouldn't be like the entire, it wouldn't be like an hour discussion. It would just be our recommendation segment would be we all recommend the same album because we all sit down and listen to it and just talk about it for like 15 to 30 minutes. I honestly think so too. Like it's on. A, I think I like the idea of us all listening to one album and then coming back to discuss it because I think it creates like a good cornerstone for like conversation. Like we had like a twenty minute thing about like Thor: Love and Thunder, and that was pretty fun. You know what I mean? Like it, and then we can still have like if we run out of stuff to talk about, like we can still have backup like um like questions and stuff like that. Like or we just like, actually spend more than five minutes on our last segment. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, <laughs> oh, you know what I mean. So, like, I, I'm like totally down. I, I think that's like really fun, um, and it's a great little like framing device. I think for a potentially good conversation. I, uh, I nominate the album Route One by Seagull Ross. It's uh, 24 hours long. Fuck hell! Oh my no. god! No. <laughs> <laughs> <Just>, no. <laughs> Excuse me. I need a drink. <laughs> For my first climbing expedition, I'd like to do Mount Everest. <laughs> That's right. Go big or go home. Uh, <laughs> right, but, <really>. no, <laughs> but no, but I, I want to go back to uh, yeah. Five Seconds of Summer. Uh, yeah. I, I only just, I honestly had never really listened to them before. Um, and then like the music video for the song Young Blood came up on my recommends. And I really like the music video and I really actually do just enjoy the music as well. Um, I would, have you seen the music video for it? Not for young blood. No, I've seen some of their, uh, older music videos, but no, you You should should watch. I think it's this first song on the album. Um, but, uh, I would recommend watching the music video. I posted it and a link to it. It's fun. You'll see why I enjoyed it, but it's also, uh, I think just a fun and interesting music video. Oh, that's dope. They got like a Japanese like a uh, biker. Like, yeah, it's up. like all Japanese rockabilly. rockabilly. Yeah. And it's a ton of fun. That's awesome. No, that no, I, I was I was really surprised. Um I'm honestly like <clears throat> five seconds of summer is like a band I've heard the name quite often, but I've never mm-hmm. actually out and I'm happy to have kind of gotten um gotten into them, I would say. 
Nice. Nice. But yeah, that is my wreck. Oh boy. Yeah, I think I think I think the first time yeah. So the first time I I had heard a five second summer not even like a full song of theirs. I mean, maybe I heard it on the radio or somewhere, but that I knew of was there was a different band, a Japanese rock band that I listened to, One OK Rock, and they were on one of the albums by them. Didn't Five Seconds of Summer do an anime opening or something? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Dude, a lot of their songs honestly sound... The, <clears throat> a lot of their early stuff sounds like it could be openings for anime. That's I was thinking that uh, one. I think of some of their stuff. I was like, oh man, this sounds like an anime opening. It was great. I'm not seeing anything. I see a bunch of AMVs, but I don't see anything specifically listing that it was a opening mm. to an anime. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's our recommendations this week. And most of the episode. Nice. I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> our next segment... <laughs> Better buddies recommend, or you recommend a piece of... Ah, fucking hell. <laughs> we're doing it again! Yep, we're doing it again, James. Get ready to talk about Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> I could, we could. Tom Cruise has be... a gun to my head. Give me my Damon. <laughs> He's here, too. <laughs> They're both pissed. Oh, uh, that's funny. Uh, <laughs> heard you were talking about us. Hmm? <laughs> please look alike please matt please that's supposed to be tom cruise so now they're extra pissed oh no <laughs> i thought like, oh, i think... thought matt damon was like his team america world police presentation oh. <laughs> i want to say the word but <laughs> no james matt damon <laughs> uh yes no uh, he's not like that, RJ. Haven't you seen his cryptocurrency commercial? He's a very well-spoken young man. Her <laughs> uh, next segment, How to Be a Better Buddy, where he gives some real and some humorous <laughs> advice now that I can't cut out the previous thing because it's the funniest thing we've said all day. Nice. Yeah. Our first question. What's one thing that you won't slash wouldn't forget to teach your son? Not to confuse Matt Damon and Tom Cruise. <laughs> or they'll come for you. They'll come if for you. If I live that long. <laughs> What were you going to say? If I live long enough to have a son because Matt Damon and Tom Cruise are coming after me. Yeah, dude. Yeah, you better watch out. Um, Honestly, so for me, this goes for like any kid I would probably have. Um... But us, like for me, it would be just teaching my son that um, you should like try and find something that you like doing, basically to develop like a passion and um, just to kind of like follow it. Um, and that's something like I guess to be fair, it can't really be taught. Like that's something you like the kid does have to kind of find for themselves to some degree. But I would try to kind of like ingrain it in their head or like kind of kind of guide them a little bit. Be like, yeah, like. I don't know. I've, I found it very useful in my life to have like something that I enjoyed doing that not only could be an applicable like, you know, job skill in some capacity, but also like I just find it um, genuinely enriching. And like if I can, I'd like to help you find that as well, because um, wow. I think that's one of the greatest gifts I could give you. So, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty wholesome. 
Thanks, man. I was going to say, <laughs> teach them to how to throw a frisbee. What are they, a dog? That's pretty good, too. No, dogs <laughs> catch frisbees. You don't know that. Not like the son. No, I think that's I I don't know how to catch frisbee. It's all in the I think wrist. that's good. You flick the wrist. You don't move your arm. Yeah, I'm bad following fiscal direction. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, but so throwing a frisbee. That's wholesome too. Calvin, what do you got? Uh, I don't. I, I agree with James that it's not as so much a son, but just any kid that I had. Uh, especially given where society's headed, would be an appreciation for uh, like analog, the analog world. Like, um, as much as I'm a big techie and like I'm a like software developer, like I also have a deep appreciation for like getting away from technology. I really do believe in a, having a like solid balance between the two. So probably a good appreciation for like the analog world and like nature and being outside and t- teach my kid to go out and touch grass. Uh, wow. <laughs> they get enough yes, of that when they grow the lawn. Exactly. Our next question What's up with the wife making the man sleep in the couch thing? With the further details, I never understood it. You can be mad, but make him sleep in the couch? I'm 19, so please excuse me if I sound arrogant. I just really don't get it. You have to be in the couch, not on it. Get in the couch. (laughs) Do you mean on it? No. No. You lift up the cushions and there's just like a perfectly cut out section for them to sit, like just curl up in. Put the cushions back down. Uh, I, um, let me think here. I mean, it's just the whole, like, you're just that mad at them. And it's a good way to indicate you're mad and put a little bit of distance without, like, going so far as to kick them out of the building. Yeah, it's. I feel like it's one of those things that's like a little outdated because I feel like it's somewhat childish, I guess. But at the yeah. same time, I could see too, like someone. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I guess like if it's one of those things where it's like, if I was like, yeah, I really messed up. Like, all right, like. This is kind of a get, I guess, like a little kid punishment. Like this feels very odd, but okay. I mean, I guess you know if if I really felt like, all right, it's warranted, then I guess I would do it. But I don't know many situations where it would be. But yeah, yeah, I don't. Neat. Or. Just yeah. uh, get your own couch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't worry about yeah. it. You're 19. If you piss off anybody that much at the age of 19, you got other problems. Yeah, your wife or whatever. <laughs> you piss off your wife at 19. Yeah, yeah. Just pick her up and throw her out the window. Jesus, no. And then and go sleep on the couch. No. <laughs> well, then. Just go home. Go back to your parents. <laughs> 
You're 19. <clears throat> yeah, what are you doing having a wife? What do you know about life, you kid? Please. My grandparents were married at 19. What? Wow, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> withdraw that then. <laughs> well, I don't Wait, withdraw I don't it generally. Check. Did you say parents or grandparents? Grandparents. Yeah, that's a generational difference. It's fine. Yeah, that's a good point, honestly. Our next question. What kitchen tool or appliance do you find especially useful? Oh. Oh. Spatular. I know. A what? A <laughs> Did you say spatula? Spa yeah, spatula. Spatula. Yeah, I, I'm on board. <laughs> It's the one I use the most, so like, let's go. I would say either my like skillet, like my big pan, or my George Foreman grill, because I actually use it to like toast my bread and do all that. <laughs> stuff. Awesome. I I would agree with you on having a good skillet, like a good pan that you just know you know how to use it, and like. Yeah, I think I would agree with that in having a good skillet. It's so nice. It's so nice. I have a, like, uh, there's the utensil brand. What is it, like, Le Crescent? Or, like, Le Crescent? Le I don't know. It's, like, French or something. Le Crescent. Uh, they're, like, pretty expensive, but they are solid, like, pans like the thing weighs like probably 10 or 10 pounds like i it's a freaking beast of a skillet but it's um like all ceramic and it like heats up real fast it's real good it's super easy to clean it's like yeah i would agree that a skillet is a must i stand by my spatula nice our next question and I think this is one we really need an answer to. I've heard people use the term alpha and beta male, but what is a meta male? I've never the person heard that asked this question. <laughs> a freaking door. way to yeah, obsessed really. with Facebook, specifically Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, there you go. He I don't nice. Very nice. I don't know what a meta is a meta male a real thing. No, no, I think they're making a joke because because meta because meta is not an actual Greek letter. <laughs> oh right? yeah, is I don't it? Think so. I don't think it. I don't, I don't think, think so. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. A meta male. God, God oh, is where, a meta male. That's actually a good. That's a good point. Where does meta come from? What is the etymology of meta? Yeah, because it's mu. So yeah, there is no meta. The word meta is Greek and means among, with, after. Okay. But it's not one of the letters, so... Prefix meaning it more comprehensive count. or transcending. See, that's... That, this person's also missing the, the question, because I want to know what an Omicron male is. Or an Oopsalon. <laughs> uh, those are people who got infected with COVID. <laughs> Oh, dang. Isn't that like most people? Yeah, really? <laughs> well. Who's to say? We are. We have the question. We can do what we want. That's your answer, James. <laughs> we are to say. 
how postmodern. Wait, does that make James <clears throat> the meta male? Sure. There you go. I'll assume. I will assume this mantle. I will carry out my duty uh, faithfully. I just need to find my mantle of responsibility. Yes, I need to find my brass knuckles, uh, (laughs) and then I will go and I will carry out the mission of the meta male. What is the mission of the meta male, James? Please remind me. You're just just gonna have to watch the news. (laughs) (laughs) You're just gonna have to see. Uh, Next question. We can keep going. We got time. Uh, would you say looks and personality are equal when dating? Why or why not? Oh, uh, I don't know that they're equal, but I would be lying if I said they did not both play into a fa- like account. Like I think anyone that says that looks and superficial traits don't matter is just lying to themselves. I think it's something that you should overcome, and they shouldn't like be like the biggest thing you're looking for. But anyone that says they don't like superficially look for something is lying to themselves i'd agree someone like like someone someone doesn't have to be like conventionally even like hot or like attractive but they still but there are still qualities to every like i think most people are probably better looking than they realize they just don't look like um their personalities all just suck (laughs) Uh, yeah (laughs) Yes. <laughs> How'd you know? <laughs> well, it's a sliding no, scale I, thing. I would... Where, like, when you first yeah, start, it is. you're looking for, I'd argue, at most a 70-30. 70% like, initial physical attraction, 30% personality. At its yeah. weakest, I'd say 40-60. Um, but as you yes. get to know them, and as it progresses, it the scales change very drastically... Because you already got to the physicality, physicality drops to ten to twenty percent at most, if that. I I would agree. I would say like I mean obviously maybe kind of a cop out answer like the best ratio is just as close to fifty fifty as you can get, which you won't you won't ever hit the either of those like equally. But I do think like many people's um, I don't necessarily believe in like physiognomy or anything like that i think it's a little reductive but i do think a lot of people's appearances do often speak to i guess it depends like i do think they speak to some underlying level of like personality characteristic um because like the way that they look has like affected the way that they've like moved through the world and what i mean by that as well is like people can overcome the sort of the way that people have seen them and like that adds another dimension as well. So it's like a really interesting dynamic sort of like duality um, that I think when it's like not maximized on both ends, but when both ends have been like tended to, it creates an incredibly dynamic and unique person. Sure. How's that for an answer? <laughs> I give up. I surrender. You give up? You can't. You can't give up, RJ. You're the host. It happened. Who are you surrendering to? There's nobody here. The uh, one of the one of the podcast uh-huh. networks will just trample our ground, run us in. Uh, it'll be like a colonization in the by Napoleon of the rest of Europe. Manifest destiny. Where he comes in, no. tramples our small fledgling country, and we just kind of fade into dust and get absorbed by Lithuania three years later. 
hey, he tried to do that with Spain, and they fought him off. We we could be Spain. I don't want to be Spain. What do you mean you don't want to be Spain? What's wrong with Spain? Uh, if I got to be anybody, can I be uh, the Czech? We could be Russia. Wait, why the Czech? Why would you want to be the Czech? <laughs> because they're not <laughs> Slovakia. Oh, RJ. That's an entire group. That's a whole country. That's a whole half of a word. Uh, it's not. <laughs> Just, uh, I guess not anymore. <laughs> um, well, I, we could maybe be Russia. I don't want to be could we be Russia? What do you mean you don't want Have to be Russia? Have you looked at Russia lately? Uh, I don't watch. I haven't watched. We can news. make Russia great we again. Can't. Yes. Three American boys. <laughs> one <laughs> fucking country. This summer, three American boys <laughs> are about to bring a little bit of freedom to a winter wasteland. It's like the Property Brothers meets the Marshall Plan meets fucking, I don't know, an Adam Sandler. (laughs) (laughs) It's great. (laughs) This summer, it's going to be winter for Russia. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think of like taglines. This summer, Russia gets a... A fucking makeover or something. This summer, they, freedom uh, isn't it. free. It costs <laughs> rubles. <laughs> this summer, Vladimir Putin gets put in his place. This uh, summer, Russia's uh, gonna have to bear with it. <laughs> That's good. That's the best one so far. That's sad. <laughs> yeah, cut to RJ like. Uh, Cut to RJ, like, remodeling. (laughs) (laughs) I thought this was going to be easier. (laughs) Man, you would have thought that people like this would have a sense of humor. (laughs) (sighs) I think we can answer one more question before we close out the episode, because it should be pretty quick. At what age are you no longer a young man? Out. Um, The answer is 34. Spiritually, never. I would say third. Ooh, I will up at one. I will say thirty-five. After, I think once you turn thirty-six, you're disqualified from it. You're just not a Calvin, young you're man a anymore. Here. Thirty-two. Damn it, Calvin. <laughs> What's your reasoning, sir? Uh, it's not the other numbers you said. <laughs> Damn good reasoning. <laughs> Damn and I wasn't good. paying attention, so I just said 30-something. Damn good. This is exactly how the country got founded. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to bring this to Russia. <laughs> you guys see? This is how democracy works. You don't even need to pay attention, all right? <laughs> that Who easy. are you and how did you get into the Kremlin? Oh, well, you know, just freaking walked in the front door, man. There is no front door. The Kremlin's a government building, right? Know. It's like their yes. It's in Red like, Square, like their White House. Uh, more like their Congress. Interesting. Who gave they don't have a microphone. What is what is the Kremlin? I thought it was their Congress. <clears throat> uh, is a Kremlin is fortified complex, uh, center of Moscow, founded by the Rurkids. Rear kids, ruling dynasty. Oh, 
It is the best known of the Kremlins. Oh, there are multiple. Oh. It includes five palaces, four cathedrals, and the enclosing Kremlin wall with Kremlin towers. Wow. Wow. Um, the Kremlin is also used metonymically to refer to the government of the Russian Federation. Oh, there we go. Yep. Well, and hopefully you learned something today. We knew that, but... Yeah. yeah. We're, getting, we're getting geopolitical. Watch out for our summer blockbuster in 2024. <laughs> It'll be a doozy. Maybe we can uh, have uh, Zelensky come out and do like a musical number or something. Maybe we'll get uh, Matt Damon love. and Tom Cruise to star in it. Yes, Tom Cruise can run around and Matt Damon can talk about cryptocurrency. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I'll write the script. Perfect. Right now. I got a camera. <laughs> we got everything we need. <laughs> we got Tom Cruise, Matt Damon, a DSLR. <laughs> The Kremlin had a lot of free time. <laughs> hey, Tom Cruise blew up the Kremlin in one of his uh, in the Mission Impossible films. So why would he do that? They're our greatest ally. It's gonna make it that much harder to <laughs> film in the Kremlin. Yeah, Tom Cruise. We gotta shut this episode down. That's on you, man. You. This is all on you. Sorry, I'm sorry. Right. We just kept going. It's all about going off the off ramp. All right. All right. Now, now I'm done. Thank you both for joining this week. Of course. Thank you to the band Problem of Interest for letting us use the song Living in the Moment off the album Cross Off Yesterday. You can find them on iTunes and Spotify. You can find our show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, uh, Amazon, Google, wherever you get podcasts purchased. Uh, leave reviews and ratings and things to help boost our show and get more people listening. Here's a call to action to like, hey, we don't beg as often as we probably should, but please, if you are enjoying the show, uh, encourage other people to listen to it. Share it around on social media, all that kind of stuff. On social media such as Facebook, Better Buddies, where we have our Meme Mondays. We post the Venn di posted the Venn diagram one last week and we got some traction. We also do our icebreaker questions for you to answer. So if you post on there asking a question, we probably will talk about it on the show. Which reminds me, no, we, we also have our Twitter, at BetterBudCast. You can use the hashtag BetterBuddies when you tweet about the show. And last but not least, we have our Gmail account, BetterBuddiesCast at gmail.com. You can send us fan art, hate art, fan mail, hate mail, declarations of love and or war, questions you want us to answer, or icebreakers you want to hear more about. Talking of that, we did get a letter. Unfortunately, <gasps> I have to reply to this letter on the show because i i'm a little worried about it it looks kind of uh -oh. sketchy but it is someone who uh suniti castigir uh found our details while searching for artwork and it wants customized sketch portraits for a friend um suniti we don't do that um i don't i can't wait they thought we were an artist yeah. No, we definitely need to send portraits. Okay. No, we can do yeah. this. They're, they're anxiously <laughs> waiting for my email so they can send the picture and size of what they need for a custom order for a portrait on canvas. I don't... We don't do that, friend. Oh. I feel like we I need like to. We, we can make an exception. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we'll just charge them the cost of materials. We won't be, like, insane. We also don't know where yeah, in the world I... it has to be sent to yet. No, well, they gotta pay their own shipping. That's yeah. on them. I don't know how I feel about that, Calvin. <laughs> What if we just send him portraits of ourselves that we do ourselves? Would that work? It, well, I don't, I don't, or her. 
what if we charge we we look up the cost of somebody on like fiverr to do this and then we just double whatever they quote us to and we oh. quote it to them no i don't yeah. I, th- I think we should just not do that i think we should be nice to this person who probably was emailing the wrong person well it's very nice that's though. why you called them out on the podcast yeah it's very nice well i don't think they listen it's... to the podcast so it's probably fine <laughs> No. You don't know what? that. Unless they actually <laughs> do, do listen and misunderstood the fan art hate art thing to be you email us and we'll send you fan art and hate art. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny sending people hate yeah, art. Yeah, if anybody emails into the show, we'll send you fan art or hate art. Your request. It'll be done digitally by non professionals. Yeah. Yeah. What's it take to be classified as a professional? You just get someone to pay you and therefore yes, you're a professional. We Somebody yes, can be professional. We will be charging them money. I pay you a dollar and you pay me a dollar. Now we're professionals. Well, yes. On that note, yes. <laughs> uh, again, that Gmail account is betterbuddiescast at gmail.com. Please write in. And last but not least, be a better buddy. <laughs>